Rambo John Jay, born 7647, Bowie, Arizona, of Indian-German descent. It's a hell of a combination. Joined the Army 8664, accepted Special Forces specialization, light weapons, cross-trained as medic, helicopter and language qualified, 59 confirmed kills, two silver stars, four bronze, four purple hearts, distinguished service cross, and medal of honor. You got around, didn't you? It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. You will not die for me! It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerds New Bully. I'm your host, oh. Leroy, a.k.a. Dirk Wingington, uh, with my co-host, Get the Blowjob. Uh, yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Mandolicious. Yeah, we didn't mean to interrupt your evening because, like, you were having fun over there. On the side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're back with another podcast, another episode, and a lot of stuff going through it. So we're going to get through as much as possible because the comics I actually want to talk about at length because it was some comics I do want to talk about. Oh, uh, so no malarkey this episode. Okay, we're gonna get right down, right down to business. But yeah. we do no want to jo- no jokes, no nothing, nothing serious face. Yeah, this we're is game go. face on right now. So yeah, cruise right through this shit. Exactly, <laughs> power through. No foreplay, no lube. Just go right through <laughs> it. Uh, but first, we do want to uh, pay our respects because another celebrity did pass here. Uh, yes. I- I'll be honest with you, this is not my wheelhouse. But I'll I'll let you take care of that, Eli. We want to talk about uh, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, before you yes. get to, I just want to know what I know about Eddie Van Halen. I know that he is a person. That is it. Okay. Yeah. So you can go for and, and break down what what we got. That's pretty sad. <laughs> okay. That actually well, pretty sad. Me that out. I, I know he's a person. That's it. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, that bums me out. My, maybe even more that he died and Trump didn't. that's some bullshit that trump didn't die but eddie van halen did look trump said he has a cure for covid like he's weapon x or some shit you know so i don't (laughs) in his blood you know yeah so yes sad for the music world eddie van halen um guitarist legend yes he is a legend he passed away from cancer this week wow um Guitarist of the band Van Halen, which he formed. I, I did know that. I did know yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. He formed that band with uh, his brother, Alex Van Halen, the drummer. Now, okay. I'm a drummer. So, and, but I, and I, I got to admit, I wasn't the biggest Van Halen fan, but I did rock out to some Van Halen here and there. You know, I owned a couple, I had a couple of the, the cassette tapes, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. Um, so I do appreciate them. Um, Every band that I was ever in, pretty much every guitarist idolized Eddie Van Halen. You know, okay. they, they, he was a major influence on pretty much the guitarists of today. Of It's basically Hendrix, mm-hmm. then Eddie Van Halen. So that's your rap, Mount Rushmore, Hendrix? Yes. Like, as far as, like, a influential guitarists of all time, you know, there was Hendrix influenced the generation, and then Eddie Van Halen 
influence the next generation of guitarists. You know, um, he Eddie Van Halen developed his own sound, the his solos, the finger tapping technique. He created a, a distinctive sound with his amp. He custom made his guitars. He custom made his amplifiers to have this certain sound and just influenced pretty much rock and hard rock and metal throughout the 80s. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, everybody idolized Van Halen. Um, even like Bill and Ted, they wanted him in their band, the Wild Stallions, in the old movie. Uh, just he's been a part of pop culture. Back to the Future when uh, Marty tries to uh, go. Con- he uh, pretended to be Eddie Van Halen. He said yeah. he was Darth Vader. I yeah, think. and he yeah. put a Van Halen tape in the Walkman and put it on his head. Put the headphones on. Yes, rock, rock. He, he was great. Yes, Eddie was great. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, rest in peace to a legend. That's okay, all. Okay, so I can even say. if I don't know him, I know his influence. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've heard a Van Halen song at some point in your life. <laughs> okay, because here's the thing: there is one thing I know about Eddie Van Halen. That he's a person? <laughs> Other than he's a person. <laughs> that he existed at one time in life. I do know this. <laughs> this is what I know about Eddie Van Halen. Boom. Oh, Me. yes. Yes. That's right. So I did know, and I looked this up. I was like, I know there's got to be somebody Eddie Van Halen I know. So he was the solo guitarist in Michael Jackson's Beat It. I remember that. Yep. You know. Oh, yep. uh, And that honestly, that's huge. Like Everything you said was huge. But the fact that he did that was also huge also because he was on the 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 Thriller album, and the Thriller album pretty much invented a whole new genre of music. We yeah. hate it now, but it's called pop music. Yeah, but it was influential back in the eighties because basically what pop music did was that no matter who you are, no matter what background you come from, this music basically appeals to the uh, the lowest common denominator. So more than likely, somebody that would never be influenced to Van Halen before would get a, a taste of it. You know, yeah. Because I, mean, I never was, knew, you know, he was a person or, I mean, I knew he was a person or a thing, but I never know, oh, the person rocking out on his solo guitars was like this huge rock god or anything like that. I just know like, man, whoever the fuck this is jamming the fuck out. You know, that's all I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was that much of an impact that Michael Jackson says, okay, I want somebody to play guitar on this this song and I'm going to get the greatest guitar ever. Right. Guitarist ever. You know, and, and but it's because you know? he's bringing his yeah. fan base to that that would never, yeah. you know, listen to a Van Halen song before and vice versa. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure some people that would listen to Van Halen was like, oh, he's on a Michael Jackson. Let me go listen to that. So he's almost like uh, merging, I don't know, the race gap, if you want to call it, culture Genre? gap across well, the, I, I, genres. Yeah, the, the, the musical genres is one thing. But I just learned this week and I had no idea. Eddie Van Halen, the Van Halen brothers, Alex and Eddie, were half Asian. I had no idea. Didn't know the, I, I think I read about yeah. that also. Saying that he asked yeah. you a tease for it or something. Yeah, that they or were born, beat up for it. Yeah, they were born in Indonesia. Like they were, they didn't even they immigrate. They were immigrants. They came to this country, didn't speak a lick of English, got bullied. Like you know, that's what happens when you come to an America to America, and right. you ain't you ain't from here, and you ain't white. You know, <laughs> that's just how it is. Go back to where you came from. You and um, and their I think their dad was a musician, so they were like musical prodigies. They learned how to play like from an early age. And um, yeah, that's he developed a, a whole style of playing. Like I said, the guitar solos, finger tapping, and you know the the fifty one fifty sound that you know that he because he custom made most of his his guitars. And then his amps, you know, he he wanted a a distinct sound, you know, and he was the only guitarist in Van Halen. So 
to have that big of a sound come out of just one guy, you know, like I said, monumental. And like I said, I'm not the biggest Van Halen fan, but I can appreciate who he is and what he's done. And um, it hit me pretty hard. I was like, holy shit, really? And when I heard the news, I was like, damn, what the hell? Yeah, 2020 you know, is going to 2020. So. We have, you know, and I'm a drummer, and we had, we lost Neil Pert earlier this year, the drummer mm. of Rush. And that was a big influence on me as a drums. Like, we're losing our musical influences and shit. So, uh, yeah. So rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. You know? uh, Eli, you, you're up again. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna keep you just going. Uh, like I said, I didn't see this. A lot of people did see this. People oh. are mad at me because I didn't see this. <gasps> you didn't watch the boys? Like, no, nah, I got shit to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna let you talk about the season finale and the whole season two of the boys, and just give your, you know, thoughts on it. You know, okay. what, what do you think? it doesn't live up to the hype. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You are putting me on the spot. I really wasn't prepared for this. Um, <laughs> I was hoping to go in depth with you because I was hoping you would actually catch up at some point and we could really get into it. You know? I, I, I'll be honest with you, Kenny. I'm, I'm, you're going to look <laughs> at me stupid when I say this. I can only concentrate on one TV show at a time. <laughs> you said Lovecraft Country. I'm here at Lovecraft Country. So other, it's other too much shit I have going on the weekend. I can't focus. Okay, I'm over here. I'm over here. I can cut it with the boys eventually. And I, I know when I can cut it with the boys, nobody would give a fuck about it anymore. So, But still. Break it down. You like give me something. Give me something. Oh, hold on. Let, let me let me sh- I forgot to share out the link. Let me share out the link. Go for it. Um, yes. Uh okay, let's get this. Um share. Uh whoops, whoop, 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 no, 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 no. Right post. We I'm giving you a heads up, Eli. After this topic, I'm giving live. you another topic. <laughs> the Eli <We're> show. <laughs> In the chat okay technology yeah my internet my was kind of there was a bunch of like thunderstorms came through here like about an hour ago and knocked out my internet so uh, yeah people got pissed at me the <laughs> other day because uh, the hur- hurricane's not hitting you guys what yeah minnesota of course the hurricane's not hitting you but <laughs> the other day i think yes no two days ago you know we got a hurricane alert coming and shit like that and all the tv you know like three channels all of them just showing the weather channel and hurricane shit like that and i got mad i made a post like Fuck the hurricane. What about the NBA finals? You know, and people got well, mad at me thinking I'm insensitive and shit. You know, like, I well, want to see the. I'm trying to watch the Vikings game earlier, and they right. got the the storm warning covering half the screen. Like they didn't have the storm warning. It's just like these ugly ass weathermen and shit like that. You're like everybody else got hot weather girls and shit like that. We got these eighty year old motherfuckers talking about some girls. I know weather is coming. I don't want to see you. LeBron James can win number four tonight, and your ass is here. Put that shit, uh, take her at the bottom of it and get back to the fucking NBA Finals. Anyway, yeah. I'm being excessive. Yeah, I mean, there was a big map was on like half, like the bottom corner of the screen. I'm like, okay, what down is it? Second right. what? You know? <laughs> Look, <laughs> if the hurricane hits, like, the hurricane like, hits. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Like, damn, oh, anyway. I don't live there. That's out in the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I live here and didn't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the oh, boys. The boys. Okay, yeah. so yes. I'm very ill-prepared, unprepared for this because you're putting me on the spot. Eli, we said no malarkey tonight. Yes. <laughs> so excuse me if I'm going to miss anything. I was waiting for Leroy to catch up because I thought he talked 
he watched the show and we go balls deep into it. Yeah, I would bring it out. Oh, this from Action Comics yeah. 67 where they're referencing yeah. that. Fuck. You know, we, we break it down like like we've been breaking down Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft Country and shit. Right. But, uh, um, unfortunately, you didn't watch it. So I'm going to like, I'll, I'll coast through this as best okay. as I can. So The Boys on Amazon, it's based on a comic book written by Garth Ennis. That was what, Dynamite does it? Dynamite Comics? Yeah, uh, Dynamite yeah. Comics, yeah. Yeah. Very R-rated, hard R. Hard R. Hard R. This they, they go there. They will go there. This and the show goes there. It it does it pushes the boundaries. It crosses lines. It makes me cringe, and I'm oh, pretty shit. jaded. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It so just, it was metal yeah. enough for you, basically. Oh yeah, yes, it is <laughs> like grindcore. <laughs> um, so it, it involves the superhero team that works for this company, Vought Industries, they're this corporation, and they sort of market superheroes to, you know, to the masses. And uh, it sort of pokes fun at the superhero genre. Um, Commercialism. Yeah, commercializing the comic books and the comic book industry, taking those jabs at Disney and Marvel. It's Sports all- Sports athletes, I remember that. Yes, yes, just, just multi-mass media consumption it just satirizes and all that. Um, basically, touches on touches on the, the same themes that Alan Moore was talking about in The Watchmen. You mm-hmm. know, those who have ultimate power will become corrupt assholes, including superheroes, mm-hmm. and that's what we see: superheroes being assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, last season, uh, it was revealed that um, there was it. Yes, 2000 Man Reborn, what up? The boys darker and better than Snyder. That is true. Yes. Low bar, but okay. (laughs) This is the show. This is what Zack Snyder wanted to make. (laughs) Wanted BVS to be. Um, And this is basically what would I, like I keep saying, the boys is what would happen if Captain America signed the superhero uh, uh, initiative or whatever in, um, Mm -hmm. in, 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 in Civil War, you know corporate basically corporatizing superheroes mm-hmm. um and that's what happens so the 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 compound v this this um the serum that gives people enhanced abilities that's got that's that that is a thing that has come out in the last last season that vaught industries are creating superheroes and um but they're hiding it from the public this season we launch into um What's her name? Star Starlight or Starbright? The the one the the new superhero to the blonde to, chick, yeah, 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 the blonde chick. She's sort of trying to leak that to the boys. The boys are this like secret crew of superhero fighters that have been hired to keep superheroes in line when they fuck up or whatever. Um, and so she's sort of working with them to try and expose this serum. So that's pretty much the main thread throughout this season. We do have Homelander, who's like an amalgam of Superman and Captain America, but he's a dick. Um, <laughs> uh, he's very corrupt. He's trying to push this um, like agenda of getting superheroes into Congress and create a like a superhero like military branch, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's pushing this. And he whole, was trying to do that last season. Yeah, also. yeah, he's trying to create supervillains so he can push this supervillain terrorist uh, threat. So that's another thread going on. And then we enter this new superhero 
she joins the seven. That's the, the, like the seven. That's what they're called. The seven. They're like a, a, a sort of a, a satir, sat, a satirical Justice League. They're called mm-hmm. the seven. The superhero team. Her name is uh, Shock. No, not Shockwave. Stormfront. Stormfront. Yeah. But she is secretly. And I'm gonna spoil this. This is a spoiler. Uh, before you go to before you go there, Stormfront mm-hmm. was in the comics, mm-hmm. and she was a dude. Go ahead and spoil it because I already know who Stormfront is from the comics. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So Stormfront is secretly a Nazi. Yep. Um, and has Nazi ties, but she's infiltrated the, the 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 corporation. She's infiltrated the team, and she's secretly trying to push this alt right agenda of creating these like white supremacist superheroes. So that's going on underneath. So a lot of timely issues are, you know, addressed in this season um, as far as like, you know, uh, uh, you know, corporate corruption and marketing and manipulate how corporations market and manipulate public opinion. But but it's funny how you're saying it's timeless. But like I said, this story was written back, what, like 2008, 2007? Yeah. Stormfront was a Nazi then. Yeah. Yeah, like they're pushing. She's like, "Oh, people don't like the term Nazis anymore. It's alt right." You know what I mean? So stuff like that is still going on. Like, there's parts in the show where you know there's like these scenes where people are like, "I," where people are actually saying on the show, "Do we have to explain to people that Nazis are bad?" (laughs) 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 So that's what I'm talking about. It's very current event. You know, they had their finger on the pulse. Yeah, it's very uh. Very right now, you know, um, but yeah, just to how you know corporations put uh, profits over people, um, you know, and then, like I said, it pushes the boundaries. It's very violent, very gory. Um, there's uh, there's like Vout industry, uh, Mave, the 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 Wonder Woman knockoff. Mm-hmm. It comes out that she's gay, and it gets out to the public, and then Vought industry sort of pushes the, her gay identity and markets it and tries to profit off it kind of the same virtue signaling how we've yes. been saying yeah yes how yeah like when pride month or black history month and all of a sudden companies try to make a buck mm-hmm. off of you just know pride. just around this yes, and, yeah you know <laughs> when they don't really give a shit but they want to make a hey here's your rainbow shirts or here's you know basketballs for you know during black history month you know they sort of try to m- make a profit off of you know um people's cultures and stuff like right that. um so uh yeah there was this one scene that really was like kind of this uh the school was having a um a super villain uh a super villain uh drill like attack drill mm-hmm. you know like where okay if a super villain's attacking the school duck for cover and you know like, it, like school like, shootings like and, school yeah. shootings so you know like i said it, it attacks very current social issues of our time right now and um and yeah it just really points out you know okay yeah the male nazi man to female nazi oops i meant alt-right modernized hip and cool yes for the corporate age yes yeah and she even says that she she even says they don't nobody likes the term nazi anymore you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean it just it really shows um you know the shady shit that corporations uh, have done to 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 the public, you know, to uh, to to the country. How how the government and corporations are uh, it's revealed that the, that this country isn't as great as people thought it was, and 
they're right. responsible for some really grimy shit, you know, and that's kind of the theme of this, of the show. And that's what this, uh, this season sort of really, really touched upon. And like, like, like I said, it really pushed the boundaries. It, it crosses lines. It, you know, like I said, it had me going, Oh shit. Like there was scenes where I was like generally disturbed, you know, like remember the, the plane scene from last year. Yeah. yeah. And how, how fucked up that was. They go beyond that in this one. Um, wow. And like I said, it's, it's gory. It's violent. There's a scene involving a dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're preparing me for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it caught me off guard. I was like, what the fuck is that a dick? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I, I loved it. I thought I probably liked it a lot better than the first season. That seemed and, to be the consistent what I'm hearing is better than yeah. season one, which I, I love yeah. season one, you know? Yeah. You know, cause I wasn't like, I was, okay, I watched the boys just because I'm supposed to out of obligation, you know? Right. And then I watched, it was like, holy shit, this is, this is good. And I, every, it was an episode every week. I'm like, damn, this is like really good. I'm really into the show. Probably more so than Lovecraft country. And I know not to rag on Lovecraft country. I, I love that show. Mm. But I feel like Lovecraft Country sort of gets a little too preachy, you know? Oh, tonight's you know, episode. You thought it was preachy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t- tonight's episode took me, it took me out emotionally. It did. It was like the emotionally, the most emotionally taking out. I don't know. It drained me. Emotionally okay. draining episode they've had so far tonight. I was like, whoa, they really went there. So, But we're not going to talk about Lovecraft. We'll talk about yeah. that later on. Yeah, I didn't get to, I, like I said, my internet went out because of the storm, so I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to watch Lovecraft Country. Dick oh, yeah, Man. the Dick Man superhero. Was he a superhero? <laughs> <laughs> the superhero we need, not the one we deserve. <laughs> but the one we deserve, not the one we need. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I think I think this, this the boys touches on the same social issues the way Lovecraft Country does without, like, the grandstanding and the, the preachiness, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, where I, I think Lovecraft Country sort of tells you how more, to feel. More nuanced. If you, yeah, yeah. You know. Like Lovecraft Country straight up tells like tells you how to feel. Like this shit, shit is fucked up and this is how you should feel about it. And right. the boys is just like, this shit is fucked up. And you're kind of like. Right. Yeah, or it brings it, awareness next yeah. to question. You know, it makes yeah. you think about it, ponder. Yeah, you have to like, damn, that is fucked up. Uh, yeah. That, right. That, you know what? That is really fucked up. <laughs> right. With, with love crack comes, you shouldn't be debating whether or not racism yeah. is bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're constantly reminded you, yeah, racism is bad. Racism mm-hmm. is bad. It's bad. <laughs> shit sucks. Yeah. And you should feel bad about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> the boys just say, Yeah, shit's fucked up. And you're like, Yeah, I But it's at the same time it's also like shit is fucked up, and some of this shit is you're participating. And why it's fucked up. Yeah. Like you're to blame on this shit, you know. Yeah. And then you come to realize, damn, I feel bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you realize you're guilty of this shit, you know. You take your own journey, you know what I mean, <laughs> with that. <laughs> you know, so just two different ways of uh, you know, touching on the same topic, expressing the same ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. Still great shows, but yeah, the boys, double thumbs up for me. Oh, you know? and next week, Lovecraft's uh, season finale will be there, too. So Yeah, and I'll catch up by then, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, you'll be caught up. We'll, we'll have some big blowout yeah. then. All right, like I said, you're still up. <laughs> what the yeah, hell? So, I, I'll give you a drink of water, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, break's over. <laughs> All right, so next, because I know you were oh, talking about this. Oh, yeah, because I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't bring anything about this, but you can. Oh, so I, I totally forgot about this, yeah. 
Yeah, this is your thing. And I okay. saw the trailer. I was like, pretty interesting. So I'm curious to know what is this and why should I be excited for it? This is the Stan trailer. You know, Stephen King's The Stan. So I'm just curious about what, what is this. Yeah. So this is the adaption for, it's a TV adaption, I guess, going to CBS All Access mm-hmm. um, about adapting Stephen Book's epic novel, The Stand. Um, now, The Stand is about this virus that wipes out most of humanity. And uh, in the post-apocalyptic wasteland of Earth, the survivors are struggling to maintain and, you know, survive. But then this evil, like, demon warlock dude named Randall Flagg comes and starts trying to, you know, create a hell on Earth, so to speak. And he has his own followers. So it turns into this battle of good and evil, like Randall Flagg's followers versus uh, Mother Abigail, this uh, black lady who's being played by Whoopi Goldberg, which I think is perfect casting. What? Oh, she's in? Okay, so she's yeah. in this. Okay. Yeah, okay. she's like this psychic uh, old lady who has uh, these visions of Randall Flagg. And they, so she becomes like the leader of this, of like the good guys, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's one of the books that sort of uh, influenced the post-apocalyptic uh, trope of like, you know, the end of the world. You know, Stephen King was highly influenced by I Am Legend. You know, that, that mm-hmm. he was inspired. Yeah, not, not Will Smith, the, the yeah. whole Richard original Matheson, zombie novel. Yeah, yeah, Richard Matheson's <laughs> novel, I Am Legend, about the end of the world through vampires and the, the one guy surviving in this post-apocalyptic, you know, world where civilization has crumbled. And that's basically what he did with this, uh, with, with the stand, is he created this, this world, yeah, a post-apocalyptic world, before Mad Max, before mm-hmm. that, that genre. So it was, it was one of those... And this was written back in the 70s, you know. Now, oh. was it was the adaptation first, was it a movie or a TV show? There was a TV, made-for-TV uh, series back in, like, the 90s. Oh, the miniseries. That, the was, mini-series. that was a theme yes. back then, yeah. This is one of those stories, another one of those books. Lonesome Dove. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's another one of those books that are so big and epic that it's almost impossible to make one movie out of. Mm-hmm. So I think that them with them making like a TV series is a good is a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. They can go into detail. I just hope they push it, you know, because I've read the book and that miniseries really I never I it wasn't that great. I didn't think um, and it doesn't push the violence and go because, you know, me. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm sure you couldn't get away with it on network TV, you know. Yeah, so I'm hoping that they that this is like R rated and they 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 push the envelope. They, it goes where the book went, you know. So I'm excited. It is a great story. Um, it is a part of pop called Anthrax. You know, thrash metal band Anthrax wrote a song called "Among the Living," which is about the stand and uh, and yeah, it's just what, uh, another one of Stephen King's classics. I'm excited, you know, and this trailer looked pretty cool. So this will be, this will, this will finally get me. I've never gotten CBS All Access. Yeah, that was going to ask. So you're going to get, go all in, CBS All Access. Yeah. You're going to be like a Star Trek fan now and yeah. shit. And yeah, I, yeah. I, Star Trek didn't sell me on CBS. You you and Gomer can nerd out all that shit you want to on, on another podcast. Yeah. Just Star Trek I, and Friends, whatever. I'm so not a Trekkie, but so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will finally get me to get CBS All Access. <laughs> it's always funny when nerds talk bad about other nerd shit. <laughs> <laughs>
kettle black. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see what we're going to talk about. Okay, now let's talk about something that I can finally jump into. <laughs> now I can join the conversation. Let's talk about our crazy uncle, Alan Moore. Because <laughs> he's always a hot topic. Let's see what we got here. Stevie King is back. He is back. Yeah, he's been yep. back. Yeah, ever since the success of it. And yeah, he's been. Uh... He's using that yeah. to just, you know, crank out more product. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, so why are we talking about Alamore again? The reason we're talking about Alamore because Alamore has a new TV show coming out called uh, The Show. Is uh, it a TV show? I thought it was a movie. Oh, my fault. It's a movie. I don't know. I, it I don't know. I, I, it looks weird. weird. Whatever, Whatever it is, yeah. it's like, it's Alamore. He's going crazy, shit like that. <laughs> so for those who don't know who Alamore is, obviously you're not a comic book fan because every comic book fan worth this off know who the fuck this guy is. So the thing is, we love Alan Moore, even though Alan Moore hates us. Yeah, but we do, just, we do love him, even though we bitch a lot about. Him. We bitch a lot about him, but we love the guy. I mean, we how can you hate a guy? It's like Michael Jackson. He made Thriller. Alan Moore. <laughs> he made Watchmen. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> you know, of course he thought I was gonna throw something there, but of course you know. Did you read? He put out an interview. He hadn't made an interview in like I don't know, 15, 20 years, something like that. Did you get a chance to read the interview? I did. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much the same shit we always say, what well, he's always saying. Uh, and not just him. Yeah, pretty much, it's, it's almost like Scorsese and Coppola and everybody else, they just, like, been listening to Alan Moore lately and just, let's just repeat his, that guy gets it. <laughs> he makes complete sense, you know. <laughs> Basically the same old shit before. Uh, superhero movies are destroying, you know, uh, pop the culture. Destroying the world. It gave us COVID. <laughs> You know, uh, comic book movies are made for five-year-olds. Anybody that read this shit is an, invest- uh, an invested, uh, arrested, developed man baby. That's what I was trying to say. So basically, we're all, I don't know, mentally set back or, you know, whatever like that. Uh, what else they were saying? This shit wasn't meant to be, you know, analyzed. What Bill Maher, all the shit Bill Maher was saying, you know. Anybody over 70 years old saying the same shit, basically. I didn't take it that hard. <laughs> I'm just saying at this point it's <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not even offended by it at this point either. I'm just saying you're saying it. And then at this point, I'm just like, okay, if that's what you believe, that's what you think, okay. But hell, maybe he has a point. Maybe I, it's I, true. I would I actually like agreed with some of what he was saying as far as like that superhero and that's what he was saying with the watchmen. Like superheroes weren't meant to be adult entertainment. They were meant to be kid for kids with with simple solutions Mm -hmm. and he thinks that you know people like idolizing superheroes and the superhero movies are just basically uh training people's minds for simple solutions and i think i I get what he's saying do i agree not not so much but i was okay i get i get it yes we you know superheroes when you put superheroes in the real world they suck you know right and that's the point (laughs) you're trying to make with the watching but at the same time can we really go by Alan Moore saying it? Like, I, I almost trust uh, Coppola's and Scorsese's opinion on this shit more than I trust Alan Moore's opinion on this shit. For instance, okay, he says superheroes are kid shit. This Batman. We all accepted Batman in the 60s. Nobody took this show seriously. Not even people that made this show took the show seriously. But Alan Moore, out of all people, took Batman and made this. The Killing Joke. So he's saying superheroes aren't uh, designed to be looked at at a deeper uh you know, in a deeper capacity and should you be regarded as five-year-old. But instead, he's making shit like, you know, The Killing Joke, making superhero movies like uh, V for Vendetta or Watchmen, you know. So he's saying that, but he's kind of contradicting himself. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. I mean, he made superheroes into adult 
entertainment and therefore the superheroes grew up and they weren't as super as they were supposed to be for little kids you know and i think that's his point like when you bring the superheroes into the real world and real world problems and you know then they're not as these great characters these great role models that we thought they were as kids right but but he's saying like that we shouldn't we shouldn't even bother analyzing these characters to that level that's what he's saying i mean from from what i took from the uh article that you know the interview he was saying he's saying like comic books should just be regarded as for five-year-olds, 10-year-olds. Well, superheroes. He's talking about superheroes, you know? Because V for Vendetta, that's not really a superhero. Okay, okay. Right? Let, take you know? V for Vendetta, all stuff out of the way. You know? Let's take the superheroes. Like, he wrote, you know, uh, Superman, whatever happened to the man tomorrow. Like, he wrote one of the best Superman stories of all time. Now, people would say Superman is the quintessential kid superhero that you shouldn't analyze, you shouldn't take to another level. But he did that. You know, he wrote one of the best stories of all time, basically showing you how Superman, you know, if you put him in a real world situation and put him in these characters, how he could be fucked up. But he took time to analyze the character. So that's all I'm saying. That's that's why him saying this stuff is sound contradictory. Where I take where Scorsese and I, I think what he's trying to say is like superheroes. The genre needs to grow up. You know what I mean? If we're if I something like that. You know what I mean? Like the if we're gonna. If superheroes were meant to be kids, then they need to evolve. That they they should be better. That they, right. they should be better, you know. And I think that's why. Well, yeah, he wrote the Killing Joke. He wrote the Man of Tomorrow, Swamp Thing, and all the superhero right. characters yeah. that he did write. They became these very complex characters with mm-hmm. really complex problems. And I think that's what he means. Is like superheroes can't just be fluffy, simple characters, you know. I, I, I agree, not, with you. Okay. you know, and that, that they need to be better. They, the genre needs to grow. And he admitted to never seeing any of the MCU movies. And I don't think he's aware of how deep those movies did go and how right. complex they did go. But some know? people still saw it and say they still didn't go as deep as they should have went. You know, they still kind of left it at a lowest common denominator level where they yes. could have took it a little bit further than that. Yes, you know? they are Disney movies. Yes. Right, they're Disney movies. <laughs> like he said, he like, well, what about the Joker? Like, why would I see the Joker? I wrote the Joker. <laughs> they t- mm-hmm. basically taking my story and putting it on the screen. So why and yeah. why should I go that route? Because yeah. for people that don't don't know uh Alan Moore, you do know Alan Moore. He was on the episode of Simpsons, <laughs> you know. And be honest with you, Eli, when I wa- if you watch the episode, it almost sums up everything why he hates superhero comics. <laughs> Because <laughs> of this shit, <laughs> Watchmen baby, Beaver vacation, baby. and like yeah. this scan, this picture alone would be like why he shits on superhero movies so hard because of this shit, you know? Yeah, would you say I loved where like the Bart is like I loved your run on Radioactive Man. He's like, really, you love me <laughs> taking favorite character and making him an alcoholic suffering from <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. and, and I think that's the point because I think he's making this complex. Uh, superhero arcs that he was making and i think it was so complex we missed the point you know yeah. let's see what uh, at this point real superhero stuff is paired over stuff it is because people do it so much every once in a while for fun sometimes it's deep sometimes it's not sometimes yeah. it should be sometimes it shouldn't be i agree with you yeah. thousand man yeah. you know and that's wh- why we keep bringing up why you keep shitting on batman you right know? because you, if you, we analyze batman through that lens he yeah. doesn't work yeah you know I love Batman because I love that world. I love Gotham being this like fantasy urban, you know, apocalyptic 
realm that doesn't exist in reality with monster and villains and stuff. It and that, that's what I always loved about it. Right. But yeah, if you bring like what Nolan did and you bring him into reality, he is just this rich white guy beating up people in the hood. Right. And like, well, that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. When well, you, you know? put him through that lens, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know. And I, and I think that's the point where Alan Moore was trying to do. He was trying to add complexity to these characters. And I think uh, DC and Marvel to a point, basically anybody that was taking from him, basically they took off. Okay, he made all this stuff in the 80s. In the 90s, that's when all that other bullshit came out. Image, everybody was guns, titties, yeah. big muscles, cable, Deadpool. You know, they missed a point. They thinking what sold comics and what Alan Moore was doing was just you know, sex and violence. Violence, yes. Violence and they think and that sex. there was no substance to it. There was no uh, complexity to it. It was just sex and violence. It was the Marvel swimsuit issue this year because they think <laughs> that's what sells. They think that's adult. Yes. They think people think now cursing, you know, yes. blood, violence, that's adult. They think which, Deadpool which, is adult. Yeah, Witchblade and Gen right. 13. That's not adult. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like the opposite of adult. You know, you're kind of missing the point of it. Uh, who do we got here? Uh, uh, cool. Uh, spam. All right. Spam. Hey, it counts. It counts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, but overall, it's just Alan Moore just shitting on the same thing. Basically, everybody else say, if, if you hate superheroes, it's kind of like your go-to argument right here. So, Alan and, Moore. And watch his weird-ass movie that he made. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know what the fuck that was. That That's why I didn't even talk about it. I'm like, the fuck did I just watch? Like <laughs> Alan Moore doing Alan Moore shit. And that's the thing about comic book creators. Like people don't know about comic book. Our all of our favorite comic book creators are fucked up. All of them. All of them have like serious issues that they have. And not I'm talking about all of them. Jack Kirby Stanley, yes, you love you think Stanley is that nice, you know, grandpa. He was fucked up too. All this shit they did was fucked up. Like, I'm gonna make a dude to eat planets and run around with a, a naked dude painting in silver with a surfboard. You gotta be on some shrooms or acid <laughs> or some shit to make some shit like that. Yeah. Was, well, Frank Miller, I'm sure he Frank Miller. We, that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> we'll come back to him later on. <laughs> Moving on past that. I can't even read this. Oh, yeah, let's talk about this shit. I was you know what? Let's talk about this briefly. Just to say we said it and then move the fuck on, because I don't think I really care. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Greenland has a show. Boom, move, moving on. <laughs> I think it, it's not John Stewart. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's go back to it. Let's talk about who's in it. <laughs> Just to say that I, I did my due diligence on. It. Okay, so John Stewart has reportedly not been in it. Uh, it's going to be. I think they said Alan Scott, Jessica Cruz, who you don't know, uh, Simon Bass, who you don't know. Uh, Sinestro is going to be in it. Some other people going to be in it also. I they didn't say anything about Hal Jordan. Oh, Guy Gardner's in it. You know, okay, he might even be the headline in it. So, no, how Jordan they didn't send it to my Kyle Rayner, didn't send it to my John Stewart. So, basically, a bunch of Green Lanterns you don't know is going to be in this show. Oh, and don't worry, Alan Scott will be gay. Now, the only reason I'm saying that because in the press release I saw for some reason that's in there all your favorite heroes, and yes, Alan Scott, a gay man. I'm like, why you put that in there? Like, wait, is it, is it, it gonna be animated? No, it's gonna be live action. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's like real people in this. Yeah. Oh. More okay. spam. Yeah. What do you think of what I put? We think it's awesome. We think it's awesome. Keep spamming us. Yeah, just, <laughs> just have at it. You know, we need the numbers anyway. Uh, Pixar Media. <laughs> yeah, Pixar Media, whatever your name is. It might be Disney spying on us. So yeah, it's my thing is like that. Why you I feel like it's more virtual signaling, Eli. You're gonna put that in there when you don't see them going, oh, just compute, don't worry. Should be Hispanic. Don't worry, Simon Baz. 
we'll be black with a gun. You know, they didn't say all that shit, you know. So if you're going to make them gay, make them gay, but don't expect them to give you a pat on the back for that shit. You know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll go past that. Oh, uh, I can't read that shit. Let's go. Resident Evil. Am I excited for this? I don't know if I'm excited for this or not, Eli. I'm trying, I'm gauging myself how excited I should be about this. Oh, you know what? I am excited. I just got myself excited. Okay. Yeah. Uh, reason I got myself excited because I just realized that they're actually making Resident Evil look good. Because for people that only know Resident Evil from the movies, you think, oh, this shit sucks. You know, because you see this and you just think, oh, yeah, this shit is trash. Guess what? She's not in this. She does not exist in the Resident Evil video games at all. The only reason she exists because her husband made all those shit movies and he just wanted to stick her in it. <laughs> They weren't that bad. Those movies fucking suck, man. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, those know. movies fucking suck. <laughs> Fast and Furious, It's not. It's not. I'm telling that movie. Those movies fucking suck. I'm like, how is anybody watching? And, and I looked at those movies made like 1.6 billion. It's like the yeah. most profitable video game movie of all time. I'm like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Fast and Furious and Zombies. That's how Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it was that good. It's not. Those movies are fucking terrible. I can't watch that shit, you know. But this, they're actually going back to the, the source material or, or the video game. I don't know why I'm making it bigger than that. So you're going to get Chris Redfield. You're going to get Jill Valentine. You're going to get Leon Kennedy. Uh, Wesker's in it. Wesker's in it. The Wesker dude was in some of the movies. Hey, okay, you know what? I saw the clip and I was like, they they trying to get me to Claire, watch it. Claire was in some of the movies. Shit. Claire was in some of them. Chris Redfield was in some Car of them. Carlo from Resident Evil Nemesis was in one of the movies. He was in it. So the further they went, they started to get away from Milo, whatever the fuck her name is. The chick from she Fender. was yes, yeah, she was in all of them, but they did drop in some of the video game characters. Yeah, but she was always the main character. I'm like, I don't want to see you. <laughs> Who else watch? Yes, keep spamming us. Thank Rockzilla. you. I don't know what the fuck that is. Keep spamming us. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they keep cramming all the, this chick in, and I don't want to see this chick. So the the it's a Netflix show. It's Netflix. So grain of salt. But as long know. as I get to see zombies' heads getting blown off, I guess that's cool. But then again, I don't know. I'm walk. I'm all zombied out as far as like Walking Dead and all that shit. And yes, you, I don't watch zombie shit like that. Yeah. So if there's some zombie shit come along, like Resident you know, Evil, that fucking that Zack Snyder zombie shit supposed to come out on Netflix like a long what, time Day ago. Of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, City of the Dead, or something of the Dead. Zack something Snyder's dead. dead movie. Yeah, he um, always has some shit coming out. So anyway, no. past that. Oh, Oda, get into the call. It really yeah, there you go, Fox Media. Yeah, this yeah. film just came out. It exists. I am not clicking that shit. Just want you to know that now. <laughs> <laughs> we got our, we got ourselves our bot, our Russian bot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we already got people in Afghanistan stealing our identity. We're not gonna click that shit. <laughs> oh man, they got their own comic book bully show over in Afghanistan. So yeah, what do we got next? Uh, Resident Evil reboot. Some people ranting online saying the casting is super controversial. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. The chick on the left, you can't see it. Let me see if I can. Fuck it. She's black. She's playing Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine is black on the Netflix show. So people are clipping. Oh, so that. they're making Jill black. Yeah, and basically. She's white, just, in the, she's white in the game. She's white in the game. She's black oh, on the show. So, so people yeah. are mad. Right in the street. I, because they're assholes. Um, yeah. I, I, can, I can't. Honestly, here's the a, here's a, here's a crazy thing about it. Even though she's black, she looks like Jill Valentine. If she was black, 
<laughs> so that's why I'm almost cool with it. I'm like, you know how uh, in the Batman, how what's his face? Jeff Wright looks like Commissioner Gordon, even though he's black, but he still <laughs> has that Commissioner Gordon vibe to him. That's how she looks. Yeah. So. Which, mean, which also means Chris Redfield's going to be black, right? <laughs> no, no, because Chris Redfield, not her sister, he's... Oh, shit. Yeah, somebody else's sister. Claire Redfield? Something. I, I need Claire to refresh Redfield. me. You know what? Chris Redfield is Robbie Amell, uh, you know, Green Arrow's cousin. He's playing so, Chris Redfield? Yeah. I thought he was and like he, Leon he looks like Chris Redfield. That's, I thought he was Leon. Or, I don't know. I no, don't, Leon I, is I, another guy. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leon so, Kennedy, is that was his name? Leon Kennedy. He's the, the skinny one. Uh, Chris Redfield's the buff one. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's the thing. All right. Moving on past that. Let's get to the video game section. And this is shit that I've been excited about the whole week, Eli. Uh, yeah. About this one section. That's all I want to talk about. Just this one okay. thing. I thought you hated Mortal Kombat. I do hate Mortal Kombat. With a passion. <laughs> <laughs> but they did something to actually get me over to, to the dark side. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, because they actually have Rambo in there. Sweet. Yeah, let, yeah, let me see if I can get that in there. I'll you see share screen. Uh, yeah, so they actually have John J. Rambo in there. They show like a quick clip of what he's going to look like in there. And Eli, I'm just excited. I'm like, I have Mortal Kombat. Never oh, played. Uh, I played 11? it, but I don't give a shit about it. No, actually, I never played it. I don't have 11. I have 10. Which, you know, it's Mortal Kombat, you know. Yeah, it's Mortal Kombat, so it's all the same thing anyway. I made a little gift. This got around. <laughs> so oh, you, like, got, you got it. It's, it yeah, that, it's, on, it's on the page. It's, it's like almost a 3,000 now. Because <laughs> I love that fucking movie for some reason. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, that's why I'm like, damn, Rambo's going to be in Mortal Kombat. I got to play Mortal Kombat. You know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but you got Mortal Kombat. You know what somebody said? They said Mortal Kombat is turning into Smash Brothers if your dad made the game. Because <laughs> you got... Rambo, you got Terminator, you got Alien. I think yeah. Jason is in it. Jason, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger. Right, Leatherface. So, yeah, it, it is ninja, like... The Ninja Turtles are in one of them. Hellboy. Yeah, so it's like, it is like Dad Smash Brothers. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that, you know. Yeah. Don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, Rambo, let's see hype. Yeah, hell yeah. John hey, J. Rambo. And it, we, we, we found out last year, Rambo is half Navajo. I, I was about to say that. I was about to say that. <laughs> so native, <laughs> He's your cousin. Natives, we can finally claim a Rambo. That's why he has the bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they blew up. They had explosive <laughs> Exactly. Because <so. laughs> he's fucking Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Like I said, no more malarkey. Let's get down to the get down. All right. All right. So is this comic book bullies? We'll be talking about comic books eventually. And we're going to talk about them because I want to dig deep in actually a few of these comics. And the first one we're going to talk about is going to be Batman 100. This is actually the big boy. This is the big boy that we've been sitting on. This is the finale of Joker War, or I like to call it Joker's Billions, but nobody else calls it that except me, but that's what I'm going to call it, because that's it. Before we jump on that, let's see what... Yeah, the Crocodile. I don't know what that is. I'm not clicking that, but appreciate you commenting. <laughs> Spambot. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Eli, let's jump into... Uh, you know what? I'm going to let... You go because I actually got more books I got to do also, but I'm gonna just jump in where I where I need to. I get in where I fit in. Okay, uh, I'm doing Batman. You're doing Batman 100. Okay, let me pull it up. Batman Hunt 100, the Joker War finale. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, yeah, this is the finale to the Joker War. Um, Oracle, she's back. 
She's yep. back online, hacks into the system. So what's been going on? I'll quick recap. Joker stole all of Bruce Wayne's money. And he uh, took over the city. He um, uh, got all Batman's toys, his gadgets, his bat, his bat vehicles and shit. The Joker gang has been terrorizing the city. They're making a Joker toxing and turning people into Joker zombies and shit. He's been going around to all the movie theaters and playing. Uh, 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 Mark of Zorro. Mark that's of the Zorro. Movie that basically made, that's the movie he saw the night his parents got shot. Yeah. And he's preparing people for the final cut, you know. Um, and... Where he said, if everybody comes there, he's telling Batman that when he comes there afterward, he's going to tell everybody that Batman is Bruce Wayne and then kill him. Yeah. Or kill and... somebody they love and so they can turn to Batman or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, yeah, uh, city's in chaos. Batman is slowly starting to uh, take back the city. Um, he found Joker uh, at, at Ace's Chemicals. Joker has uh, his high-tech suit. But, you know, this starts out, we have Oracle. She's back. She hacked into the system. Mm-hmm. Well, first she's, off, she's back as Oracle. Yeah, so it's Catwoman, Bat, or Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Back is uh, Oracle. She hacks into the system. She's helping the Bat family kick ass throughout the city. Um, and she also got the money back. Got somehow hacked uh, the bank and got the money back. And uh, so uh, the underbroker, was that what his name is? The yeah, the underbroker, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, okay, I'm done with this deal with the Joker and, and Punchline, um, all that shit. And Batman and Joker are, are fighting at Ace Chemicals. Um Oh, before we go, before we go, can we just take a moment? Man, I need to see some cosplay of that. I'm just saying. I, I've seen some. There's, I've seen Have some. you? Yes. T- tag me in this shit without getting banned. Because <laughs> <laughs> damn it, punchline shit. <laughs> yeah. So Batman and Joker, that ace, they're at Ace Chemical. They're fighting. They're beating the shit out of each other. Um, Bat or Joker is in high, Batman's high-tech suit that he developed um zombie alfred is there um batman's trying to save his body and shit oh let's see what happened let's see oh, let's blah, blah, blah. Oh, off a guided view um so basically this is the final battle all, let, let's see the the, the bat costume he's wearing. Yeah, yeah yeah joker took his back costume mm-hmm. they're fighting they're beating the shit out of each other but you know uh batman's like hey you know you lost you know you're, you know, my, the Bat family are taking back the city block by block. Your Joker goons, they're not getting paid because Oracle took the money. So they're ditching you. You know, you lost. You're done. And Joker's like, oh, no, that's, you know, I've actually, I've won. Because what I, my whole point of this whole thing was to bring the city into chaos and get basically get you to get the city to turn against you, to turn against the cops, turn against the mayor and the government, and turn against Batman and the Batman. And, and Wayne Enterprises also. And Wayne and the Enterprises. Basically, that just show them that you all failed the city. You know, that was the point of this whole thing, you know. And then um, uh, they shank each other or whatever happens. I don't know. They're talking shit. Uh, yeah, so basically, there's nothing you can do. I've won. You've lost. You know, you got to start all over. And then, boom, Joker gets shot in the fucking eye yep. by Harley, mm-hmm. who has been waiting outside this whole time. She's been waiting to see what Batman was going to do, and Batman's getting yeah. his ass kicked. Last issue, she was like, you know, you either kill him or I'm going to kill him if he's winning. I'm going to come in there. And so she goes in there and shoots shoots, shoots Joker in the eyeball. Mm-hmm. And then she puts straps a bomb on him. That she got from Amanda Waller. 
Well, yeah. it stole from Amanda Waller. Yeah, and then straps the bomb on herself and says, okay, Batman, you got to make a choice. You can save me or save the Joker. And you can, like, keep doing – you can save the Joker, you know, from getting blown up, bring him back to Arkham, and have all this shit keep happening over and over again like we like it keeps does happen. You know, or you can save me and, you know, things can – we can have a, you know, a fresh start, you know. So she straps the bomb on herself and takes off running and uh, Batman or Joker's like, eh, you know, you're going to save me because, you know, you're Batman and you got your code and blah, 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 and all this shit. You're not going to leave uh, Alfred to get, you know, blown up with me and shit. And Batman just starts walking away. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're, you're bad. Joker's like, wait, hold on, where you going? <laughs> yeah, what you, don't, yeah you, don't you walk away from me. <laughs> you know? And so he does. He walks away, and then kaboom. The place blows, and seemingly Joker dies. You know, and then one week later, we have, you know, Harley's in the bed, hospital bed. Batman's like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I, you know, he's there with her, and she's like, you know, oh, so you, so you did kill him. You did the right thing. And, you know, the city actually looks kind of nice. It's in shambles after what's happened, but, you know. Oh, they, they know Joker's not dead. Oh yeah, they do say yeah. I'm, I'm sure he he's probably got away like he always does, and blah blah blah. But you mm-hmm. know what? You know, the the, the city the, the cities might be in shambles, and but people are still alive, and that's probably enough. You saved them again, <clears throat> and um, and yeah. Then he goes and buries Alfred with the family this time. Yeah, which is uh, he he tells uh, Harley I had to bury my father again. Yeah, you know. So I thought yeah. that was pretty deep there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then that's pretty much it. Then we get an epilogue where what's this guy's name? The Ghost Maker. The Ghost Maker. So he's some new villain, and that he, obviously he trained with Bruce back. Yeah, whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah, he's got the train. He's been trained by the same. I take it the Razal Ghoul or somebody. Yeah, the know. League of Assassins. It's yeah. it's hazy. Sometimes yeah. it's the League. Sometimes it's not. It's whatever they feel like doing at the time, you know. Yeah. So enter the Ghost Maker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we get the intervention with the clown hunter. The other guy could watch it. Oh, uh, okay. I guess you're the other guy. Or am, am I the other guy? I don't know. Let's see. One I of us is the other guy. guy. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, clown hunter, it turns out he's um, some little monk kid named mm-hmm. Bao Fam. Yeah, and, uh, which I thought but, was pretty funny because he said, your name is Bao Fan. You're like, oh, really? Well, your name is Dirk Wingington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, Batman kind of shows up and he's like, hey, I know you're the clown hunter. I know you've been killing Joker goons this whole time. Um, normally, I'd either try to take you in and, you know. <laughs> make you a Robin. Make you a Robin. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd scare you straight. But this time I'm, I want to help you. I'm trying to be a better Batman, basically. And here, mm-hmm. go see uh, Leslie Tompkins. She'll help you. You know, he gives him the car, the car number to his therapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 uh, and then he takes off. And Clown Hunter's like, "Yeah, help does kind of sound kind of cool, but you know what? After I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> now I do like the origin of Clown Hunter, and I think this is very meta right here because it shows that Clown Hunter decided to come into action when he saw the clowns. Destroying a comic book shop. Okay, I didn't notice that. Yeah, when they saw the, the comic book shop, they'd be like, "Oh, y'all done fucked up now. <laughs> All you fuckers got to die." I was like, "Okay, I like that." Because it, it's almost kind of remember I read it to it too much because it's like Batman has one job, 
to save comics. <laughs> and he ain't doing that shit now. So. <laughs> They're like, fuck it, I do it myself. So, so. Um, uh, yeah, and I think it was really like him, like Clown Hunter saying how the Joker dug up his parents. And made yes, that was a, and, and Batman and... beat the shit out of his dead parents and yeah. set him on fire and set him on fire and shit. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucked up and shit. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I really dig Clown Hunter as a character. I think he's really cool, and I've been wanting to see more of him. And it says we are to be continued, you know. And then, of course, there's another epilogue after that. Where mm-hmm. I guess the Joker is still alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because they already Batman pretty much figured out that Joker basically uh, got into the bat because he was wearing a bat suit at the time. He yeah. he hacked it and did some shit to get out. Get out. So yeah, so he's in some diner. This dude is watching a video with uh, punchline. She's basically crying victim. She's not crazy mm-hmm. or whatever. She's going to regular house arrest or something and she's right. crying victim blah 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 and the guy talking to him is like okay yeah are you the joker you're not really a joker are you and then it turns out the joker like blows some toxin in his face yeah joker rises him yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna be my body they're gonna find you in the river and they're gonna think i'm dead and that'll give me time to plan my next big scheme and, right you know and to be to be continued in punchline number one we knew it was coming. <laughs> we knew it was coming. They they're gonna milk the fuck out of her. Because here's the thing about Punchline, what they were doing in this in this story is that even though Punchline was confessing and saying all this she did, at the same time she was dog whistling. So all the clowns that it had like because she'd be saying the reason I did this because the system was fucked up, system needs to change, it system changed me, it doesn't work. So she's saying all this underlying stuff while she's confessing at the same time. So she's getting messing out, message out to the people that need to, the message to get out to. Because you know the media is going to eat up on it. The media is going to vilify the government and make her look like the victim. So she knows yeah. what she's doing. Yeah, you know? she's manipulating. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, yeah. Overall, yeah, I mean, like I said, I wish there was more stakes. I wish there was more things turned. But it do feel like even though Tenny is going to keep going with the story, it feels like he was putting the toys back in the box. Yeah, I mean, that that's what this was. This was nothing more than... Fixing I mean, everything Tom King did. Yeah, and, and and just being a fun Batman story. That's again, that's all it was. You know, it mm-hmm. was nothing monumental. And Tinian knew that, and Tinian was right. sort of saying that the whole time. Mm-hmm. That you know, people are expecting these big high stakes, and you know, right. you're saying big, you don't want it, but you want it. Yeah, you want something changed. You want something to have. You want things to be different. When really, you you do like everything the way it is, and you do mm-hmm. want this. You keep coming back for this, you know. Right. Um, and, and he and, says that, but at the same time, this was the number one selling book of the week. You know. Yeah. So we said we don't want it, but obviously we do want it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't think I was gonna get into it. Remember, I kept saying, uh that uh you know i was getting burned out on the joker for the past year after the movie came out and all mm-hmm. these joker books coming out and like okay but i surprisingly enjoyed this and because it was just fun and tinian was just taking pot shots at batman lore at the fans at everything you know he oh, was just sort check, of check this remember <laughs> comic book fans save the day with batman fucks up thanks clown hunter can't wait for punchline so <laughs> don't worry punchline is gonna get one too <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, Clown Hunter, he's going to get one, too. So you know that's coming. 
Uh, let's see. Remember when Remember WB when? got their logo in Tenet? I didn't see Tenet. I mean, WB made Tenet, so, you know. But, yeah. Tenet, I don't know. I don't know if I can recommend it or not. You need to see <laughs> it just to see whether or not you need to see it. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, anyway, next one. Oh, let's rate my rating. I'm, I'm going to get a 4.5. I'm going to get a 4.5. If I would have gave it a, a flat-out 5 if there was, you know, more stakes, if something, like, carried over. But since everything was just, boom, just neatly wrapped up, even though Alfred, you know, being... Because Batman is dealing with his trauma. And it's burying Alfred is him dealing with his trauma, which he... I feel like he never did that with his with his, with his real... with his biological parents, you know. So that's why I give it a high win, high action. It, it bring up some interesting conversation and introduce some new characters that I like, you know. So yeah, overall, yeah. pretty good run. I mean, it, we've seen Joker so many times, but I think this was, this was a better run than, this is a better Joker story than some of the last Joker stories we got, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this more than like Death Metal. Like, yeah. I, well, I ain't even reading Death Metal, because it's, yeah. There's so many Death Metal stories coming, I just ignore them, so no, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, no, I saw Greg Capullo on Instagram. Now, mm -hmm. Greg Capullo could probably kick my ass because I've met the guy and he's swole as fuck. But <laughs> his taste in metal is shitty. <laughs> so basically, comic creators are in two boats. They're either mentally fucked up or swole as fuck. One or the other. <laughs> and like the dude that draws this this Batman story, Jimenez, Jimmy Jimenez, something like that, he's swole as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you swole? What, what the fuck? You draw comics. But I saw on, on Greg Capullo's Instagram, he had that, you know, Wonder Woman from, he's drawing, you know, Wonder Woman and Death Metal. Yeah. And she was, uh, he modeled her after one of those singers from the Butcher Babies, which are these, this is a really crappy metal band with female mm -hmm. sing, fe hot female singers and leather, you know, they're just hot chicks, you know. <laughs> like the Bengals back in the 80s. <laughs> okay <laughs> i guess <laughs> but yeah so i was like okay he he's not in, like i said they shouldn't be calling this death metal it should be called like stripper panty metal or something and i <laughs> then i'd probably like it but <laughs> the fact that it's called death metal and it's you know they're making a mockery of my music is what i'm saying <laughs> all right so let's get to the next one let's get to the next one all right this all right. is the one i want to spend some time on with this one because this is actually this is a, a ten of swords story so, X okay. yeah, but honestly, I don't give a shit about the Ten of Swords. If you want to know about the Ten of Swords, go listen to this this geeks, this geeks in comics because they will break down every single story. There were like forties motherfuckers that came out this week, and I'm not reading all that shit. Don't worry. So, if you think I'm gonna do a drill down of what the fuck Ten of Swords doing, I'm not. I really don't give a shit. People getting swords, fuck it. This one I gave a shit about. This is okay. Marauders number thirteen, and it is a storm centric story. Oh yeah. Yeah, so you you know me, Eli. If they doing a a, a storm sink story, and I've been begging for them to do some storm shit next man, and they don't do it, I'm gonna read it. So yes, this is a storm only. Not, this is because you know everybody's getting swords. Go get a sword here. Go get a sword there. So this is her getting a sword from Wakanda, and the whole story is actually a heist comic. It's a heist story. So okay. basically, goes on the sword that she has to get because she's one of the ten X Men that got to go down and fight for the universe and shit like that is. The Skybreaker. So the Skybreaker is actually uh, a sword from Wakanda. It's made out of pure vibranium. Matter of fact, it was the first weapon the Wakandans made out of vibranium. When the vibranium mound struck, the first thing they did was make a sword. And they found out this sword can call down lightning. Like if it's raining, it can call down lightning, do it, and they can direct the lightning to other people. That's how they protected 
uh, the nation from early, you know, uh, conquerors. Mm-hmm. And then the further went on, they took the sword, made more weapons, made it, you know, technological achievement, everything like that. So the sword basically protects Wakanda and also is re- regarded as like this sacred, you know, item or totem that, you know, the people believe in, you know. So I said, I need to go down and get it, <laughs> you know. So she goes to Wakanda. Black Panther's gone. You know, T'Challa's gone doing some Avengers shit with like that. So running the country, you got Queen Mother and you got Shuri. And basically she's asking him, you know, uh, can you give me, you know, I got this contest I got to go to where everybody has got to get swords and shit. got to get a weapon. So I can't get a weapon. You're like, yeah, so, you, you know, you the former queen of Wakanda. You know, you're my sister-in-law. You get any weapon you want. Do you want the, the Panther Claws? Do you want the Nation Breaker? Do you want, you know, they came in on all this bullshit. No, I, I need the Skybreaker. They're like, you need the what? Like, no, you can have any weapon but that. You can't have the Skybreaker. If you have the Skybreaker, you're taking the the totem that the nation is built on, you know, symbolically, you're going to cause a riot in the streets. Because, first off, we don't even like a code to begin with. We're the only nation that didn't sign the treaty. So we don't fuck with the X-Men. So if the X-Men come here and take our shit, that's going to cause this. That might cause a damn civil war in Wakanda. You can't take it. You're like, I, but I, I got to. We'll tell you what. Uh, T'Challa will be here maybe a day or so. You hang out here, and you know we can. When he gets here, he'll make the call. If he lets you get it, you can have the sword. And Storm just you know relax, chill while they're doing that. Shuri goes, uh, talks to Storm in a room. You know she fixing breakfast, uh, fixing dinner. They have a conversation, basically telling like Storm, I understand you're doing this right now, but you gotta understand what you're doing to us right now as leaders of Wakanda. You're putting a strain on us because we don't know anything about you, Krakoans, you X Men. First off, Wakanda was at the top of the food chain because we were the one, you know, giving all these technological advances like that. You mutants came out of nowhere and basically damn it, trying to put us out of business. That's one reason we don't fuck with you. And Storm, you used to be one of us, but now you're choosing them over us. And she's like, look, I've been doing, and Storm basically breaking it down to her. Like, you want me to wait on T'Challa to tell me what I can do? Before I was the queen of Wakanda and his husband, I was an X-Man. And before I was an X-Man, I was worshipped as a god here in Africa. So whatever you think what uh, T'Challa can tell me, he can't tell me. You know, you're like, okay. So they quit arguing. Uh, Shuri goes back to her room while Storm switches clothes. She's like, okay, so this this talking and debating ain't going to work. So outside of the base, two of the, what are they, like security drones, all of a sudden get struck by lightning. Ooh, what happened? You know, we know what happened. So basically when the drones get struck by lightning, in 30 minutes, they're going to reset and the whole base is going to go on lockdown. So we all know Storm basically struck the building by lightning. She's got 30 minutes to get in, get the sword, get out, get the fuck out of town. You know, so she goes in there, takes out Wakandan uh, security like it ain't nothing because Storm is just that damn badass. You know, she sneaks up on him, drop him like Solid Snake in Metal Gear, you know, uh, you know, and while she gets there, she finally gets to the actual thing. It's protected by invisible lasers that will cut you in half if you get there. So she's like freezes the shit. You know, get the fuck in there. Uh, but who's waiting on her when she gets there, of course, is Shuri. She's like, I, I was hoping you wouldn't come here, Storm. You came here. Now I'm going to tell you one time, go back to the base. Leave the sword alone. Because if not, we're going to have it out right here and there. And they just fucking get to fighting, you know. Uh, <laughs> fighting Shuri has, you know, those panther gauntlets she had in the movies and shit like that. Storm freeze this shit. <laughs> she's like, I, I don't have time for this shit. I got better shit to do with my time. And, and that's when Shuri tells uh, Storm, oh, you thinking that you got to worry about the Black Panther. Guess what? She's here. 
you, so Charlotte's not the one you got to worry about. So they start fighting, and that's when, you know, Sherry pulls out the vibranium brace like that. They go at it. She actually kicks Storm's ass. And Storm's like, damn, okay, you better than I thought you were. And that's when Storm's just like, okay, I'm going to just electrocute your ass. So she electrocutes Storm, uh, Sherry and just takes out, takes out. Takes the sword. By then, 30 minutes have passed. The whole base goes on lockdown. And Storm tries to get out of there. Storm tries to be nice with it because it's a sacred land, but she just starts smashing shit, electrocuting stuff. Oh, she actually tries to uh use her old codes to get out of the building that you know she used to have when she was Queen of Wakanda. But when she got divorced by T'Challa, he changed the locks on her. <laughs> so now she can't even get out. Uh and then so she just breaks her way through the building, you know, just electrocuting shit and all this shit like that. That's when Black Panther actually shows up. T'Challa actually shows up with his security to like Storm, what the fuck you doing? Like, if you just waited for me to come, we could have talked this out, and I would have gave it to you. But now you had to sneak behind my back so you know how this looks. This looks bad from a diplomatic uh, standpoint. And that's when Stone's like, look, you're my ex-husband. You don't tell me what the fuck to do. I do what I want to do. <laughs> and then he was like, and then, like, the, his securities are like, look, we're ready to uh, take her out. Just give us the word, T'Challa, uh, King, Black Panther, whatever, like that, and we would take her out right now. And that's when the child just goes, you know what? Let her have it. Let her have a sword. Just leave. So when Storm leaves, you know, they don't say anything. They don't look at each other. They just keep walking. And he's like, okay, when she walks to that gate, burn that gate down. She ain't coming back through here. And the gate will not get put up unless if I give her a chance to put it back. You know, so basically all oh, the, that. The gate to, the gate to Krakoa. Yeah, the, the gate to Krakoa. Okay. So okay. T'Challa said, take that shit down. She not walking back through here ever again. Maybe I might let her come through, but she ain't coming through again. So then she goes back and she runs into boom wolverine and magic because you know they had their own adventure they were going on wolverine was getting the mirror the mirror masa blade or whatever the fuck that is mentioning they're chilling so they got their swords they were like and they were like how'd it go and so like it went bad it's about as bad as you think it was gonna go so that's the end so basically this story deals because like i said wakanda and krakoa always had like some tension and this story really deals with actually increases more tension so that's the shit i'm interested in how is this affecting Storm and Black Panther relationship because Coast was trying to get them together, but this story fucked them up again. And it looks like Storm's not even welcome in Wakanda again after the bullshit she just pulled. So overall, cool story. Personally, I like this better than uh Batman 100 <laughs> because I feel like this is the feeling of two other shit. Plus, I like this. This is the the giant size Storm book that I wanted. You know, storm not Storm running around with all the assholes. Storm, Storm doing badass Storm shit. So. Yeah, overall, 4.5 out of 5. That's what I got from that one. So, yeah. All right. All right, I guess I'm up next. What did I It was a light week because I didn't read much. Should I do, uh, let's see. Should I do Alien? Go for the, it. The original screenplay? Yeah, let's knock it out. Let's do it. So, Alien, the original screenplay, issue number three. So, this is based on uh, Dan O'Bannon's Original screenplay for the original Alien movie. Yes, yeah, Storm is Storm bad. Storm is the badass. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Dan O'Bannon wrote the script for the original Alien movie back in the mid seventies. Um, once it sold, it got ripped apart and rewritten, and you know, um, pretty much this, the 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 foundation was there, but they changed a bunch of things. So this takes it back to his original vision. Um, and it's it's pretty close to the original movie as far as there are these space truckers um, hauling a bunch of uh, this uh, uranium or whatever that they get from space. 
back to Earth. When they intercept a distress signal on a little planetoid, they go down to check it out. They find an alien spacecraft. One of the one of them gets opens. It's full of a bunch of alien eggs. One of them, we know the story of alien. One of them gets in, you know, the face hugger on them, lays an egg in them, all that shit. Um, but in this story, in this, uh, you know, the names are changed. Um, it's a pyramid. It's like an actual structure on the planet. Um, and uh, and in this issue, we see the actual the chestburster scene. It was on his face. It get it, you know, it falls off him. They think he's okay. They're eating dinner, and then all of a sudden, it bursts out of his chest. The alien design looks more like a slug than the the bug. The alien H. Garger Geiger. I, I, yeah. I wish that name would be. Yeah, yeah. It looks more like a slug, like a yeah, weird little spore thing than like an actual parasite than the yeah the Geiger design. Um, and so that's, yeah, th- we're just getting like the same elements, those same beats of the original story, only just what was in Dan O'Bannon's first script. One of the things I've noticed is that the, the pyramid that they find the eggs in, they ha- there's hieroglyphics. So in this issue, they're actually trying to translate the hieroglyphics and figure out this alien language, which I think is what Ridley Scott based Prometheus on. Mm. So I think that's oh, where that this, this is taking it back to that. Um, interesting. Like I said, I, I love the alien movies. They're, you know, big fan. One of my favorite aliens is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I just love the alien comics. And this is actually the last alien comic coming from dark horse before, you know, Marvel before Mar- Disney or Disney. Yes. Before alien, the alien queen becomes Disney. a Disney princess. Yes. <laughs> so as a fan, it's just pretty cool. Four out of five. It's interesting. Just, just, just as a fan, from a, from a fan standpoint, going back and seeing Dan O'Bannon's original story to the original Alien movie. So, yeah, four out of five. Cool. Okay. Uh, next story we're going to go is uh, Deceased. Oh, yep. that's right. Yeah. So this is Deceased, Dead Nation, Dead Planet, Dead something. Dead something's planet, dead. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, something's dead. That's the fourth issue, or the I don't know what it is. Anyway, fuck it. What's going on right now to get y'all caught up? Uh, Miss, they rescued Mister Miracle. Now he's come to Poison Ivy's base because basically Poison Ivy's place protected by the Green, and the zombies can't attack the Green for some reason. So, uh, they're basically saying the way we can uh, do this, we have to get the Mobius chair from Metron. You know, the God of Knowledge, whatever the fuck is like that. Because if Cyborg can get sit in that chair he will have the knowledge and know-how to cure all the zombies. So, but they're like, how do I get there? How do we even yeah, catch Yeah, wasn't the, an- the anti-life equation, what the fuck was it or whatever? Yeah, the anti-life equation, but they said Cyborg knows how to cure it, but he has to sit on the chair in order to know how to cure Cause it. Because like that's, how, that's how everybody got infected, through technology, wasn't through that Through technology, it? right. Yeah. So, through Cyborg. Cyborg so, was yeah. basically the... The, the internet. Outbreak. Yeah. Yeah, the internet, yeah. He was basically the outbreak <laughs> monkey. You know, yeah. <laughs> so now they found that he knows if I can sit on the chair, I know how to undo it. Since I'm the one that made it, I know how to undo it, you know. Uh, but they're like, so if we even find Metron, how do we get him to do what we want to do? Because he he don't have to. And that's when John Constantine's like, we're going to give him Madam Xanadu's crystal ball, which can tell the future. He's like, that's the one thing he can't do. He don't know how to tell the future. So we give him that. Maybe he gives us a chance with the with the uh, crystal ball, you know. So that's when. Uh, Mr. Miracle puts a team together. He like all the most powerful people that stay here, like Superman, you know, Jonathan Kent. He's no longer Superboy. Uh, Wonder Woman, who's Cassie Kane, 
some Cassie somebody. I think Miss Marvel. No, not Miss Marvel. It's Marvel. <laughs> Mary Marvel. <laughs> Which her name doesn't make any sense now that they changed the Shazam, but whatever the fuck. Oh, and and green, black canary, black green canary. Black green canary, yeah. No, green, it, green, green, black canary. Yeah. Whatever her name is. Okay. Black green black green canary. <laughs> right. She's not black, she's blonde. That's the fucking yeah. that's what you <laughs> if that makes anything, any sense. So anyway, they go to um they go to a New Genesis, which is the planet of the new gods, the good new gods. And the first that they see Cyborg, like, get get him the fuck off this planet. Because <laughs> we saw what he did in the apocalypse. And then that's when uh Orion sees Mr. Miracle and punches him in the face. He like, stand, bam, stand, bam. This is actually from Tom King's Mr. Miracle run. So that's like a nice little callback right there. And that's when Jonathan Kent, you know, the new Superman, Superman 2.0, tells him to stop. And that's when uh Damian Wayne had told him earlier that because of your physiology, because of your hybrid human slash Kryptonian DNA, you're actually stronger than your father. So Orion used to give Superman the hands back when, you know, in regular DC universe, but Superman 2.0, Jonathan Kent, one shots him, lays him on the ground, done. That's it. Regular Superman could never do that shit, you know. So basically makes him, uh, contract makes him stand, uh, makes him pay attention what the fuck going on. Oh, I didn't even show you. Did I show you? I'll fuck it up. Bam. There you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, Orion gets knocked the fuck out. One punch. Anyway, so <laughs> they find Metron uh, because that's what they talk to the all father, the high father. I get my universe confused. And whoever this guy is, he can't. He's like, I don't control Metron. Metron does whatever the hell he want to do. So it's up to you guys to find him and talk him into doing whatever you need to do. So first they try to do, they try to fight him. And the thing is, Metron actually kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> you know, they can't, uh, Green Arrow try to do some shit. I mean, not Green Arrow, Green Lantern try to do some shit. Superboy gets his ass beat. You know, and then that's a Superboy, not Superboy, Superman. He's Superman now. He tries to talk to him. He's just like, look, we need your help because if you don't help us, the whole universe is going to get destroyed. He's like, I don't care. And that's when they pull out Man of Xanadu's crystal ball. They're like, why didn't you just tell me that to begin with? You know, so he was like, I tell you what, you hold on to Madam Xanadu's crystal ball for a while while Cyborg sits in your chair, figures out the anti-life equation, well, the, the life equation, and we're all good. You're like, okay, give me the crystal ball while you sit on this. So Cyborg sits on the chair and he learns how to do it. Basically, Cyborg learns everything. He's like, I learned the beginning, the ending, everything you know of. I know how to fix everything now. So he knows it. And while they're doing that, Metron has crystal ball. And when he looks at the crystal ball, He's just like, oh, shit. Take this crystal ball. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know? And he hightails it the fuck out of there like, like nobody. They're like, why why he leave so quick? Now we find out why he left so quick. Because soon as he leaves, when we go back to the dead planet of, of Apocalypse, where Darkseid comes from, apparently the Black Racer is sitting there. He sees everything that's going on. And one of the meteors that didn't get destroyed with Apocalypse blows up. And all of a sudden, it's Zombie dark side. <laughs> yeah. And it says dark side isn't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so the first thing zombie anti-life equation dark side does is go to New Genesis and fucks that whole planet up. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so this book was like, whatever. But the fact is zombie dead God of anti-life uh, dark side is coming to kill everything. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, y'all are fucked. <laughs> so, overall, cool story. This was kind of like, a, I feel like a breather episode because I think the good shit is coming. Overall, I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. I'm still enjoying the story. 
So. Yeah, I got to catch up on. I'm so behind on it. I got to catch up. This is the whole universe. This is like a whole bunch of other books. I ain't even started reading with this. Yeah. Well, I read like, that. The, was it Unkillable? I read the Unkillables. And Unkillable. Then, he um, got another one that's called, I don't know what, whatever it is, it's like Superboy, Damien, and the other ones, them growing up. It's them book in the, in yeah. the zombie universe. So I didn't trust it. Tom, Crane, Tom, uh, Tom Taylor's writing it. So Yeah, I think the DC should just be the main DC canon. <laughs> Yeah, just kill everybody. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Zombie one on Superman flying around the sun. Yeah, all this shit. So, yeah. Uh, shoot, what, what you got next? Oh, shit. What do I have next? I didn't read much. What did I have next? Uh, yeah. Was, Boom. It was a, kind of a light one for me, so I didn't really. It, it's it's right there. Oh, the, Snake the, Eyes. <laughs> Snake Eyes. That's what I read. Snake That's Eyes, right. yeah. Snake Eyes. <laughs> Snake Eyes, Dead Game number two. Art and Story by Rob Liefeld. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see why you was dreading this. Okay, yeah. Okay, Alien was a great, and Zombie Dark Side looks awesome. That's right. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool, he is drawing the Snake Eyes book, and why not? I'm sure. I mean, he's Deadpool, so yeah. yeah. Snake Eyes <laughs> is another guy with guns and swords. Um, <laughs> this time he doesn't talk though. But there's a surprisingly a lot of talking in this book. From Snake Eyes or just <laughs> No, it's Scarlet. Scarlet just is talking so much shit the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay. So um basically what's going on, there's some old ancient wizard dude with a magic sword that can like I think bring lightning like the other swords in the X-Men books. No, it's, <laughs> it's Thor. A magic sword. No, no, it's Thor. Oh, in this in the Snake Eyes? Yes, that's Thor. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I read like the preview of it in the first issue. I read this one. He's fighting yeah. Thor. Yeah, yeah, there's a Thor guy, and there's his magic sword, and it brings lightning and shit or whatever. It's a magic sword. No, I'm saying it, it, it is Thor, the god it, of thunder. It's him. It is, it is yeah, yeah. Thor. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but basically, there's this uh, guy called the Grave Master or something, and he's trying to obtain to obtain the sword. You have to fight these. Magical beasts or something. So they this, why does it sound like Tennessee, man? Why you give me PTSD? <laughs> <laughs> and they need a, a champion to fight it, so they want Snake Eyes. They think Snake Eyes is the, the dopest uh motherfucker around, so they want him. They send out he sends out a couple of cronies to get him. One's this big giant hulk looking guy. Um, he fights him, beats his ass, and then some ninja chick. What's her name again? Uh Ninja, so, uh, I can't remember her name. Anyway, some ninja chick comes and uh, actually beats uh, beats up uh, Snake Eyes and takes him, takes him away. And uh, Scarlet is right about to kill the chick, the snake, the the ninja chick. But then Storm Shadow comes and like knocks out knocks out Scarlet. Now this okay. is first time showing up. Yes, the, so Storm okay. Shadow's on 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 the set now. Okay. Um, and they ba- basically they need Snake Eyes to fight. They're gonna they're gonna, he's supposed to be the champion, and they turn him red or something. So he's now in a red suit instead of a black suit, and that's kind of it, you know. Um, like I said, it's Rob Liefeld's art. It's cool art, cheesy story. It's it's fine. It's three out of five. Like we said, it's this is a this is a this is a Twinkie. It, it, mm-hmm. It's like it's Liefeld. You you know what you're getting. Yeah, it's, it's right it's, there on the box. It's 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 junk food. Yeah, you know, you know, like I said, it was a light week, so I'm like, hey, I'll read this, you know, kill some time, shitter book, read it on the shitter, you know, hey, so, so three out of five, 
and that's okay. it. I'm booked out. <laughs> All right. I, you know what? I'm I'm playing. Should I do this book? I'm gonna do this book. I'm gonna do this book. Why not? Okay. Last book I'm going to do is not gonna get set up, but I don't have time for that. Last one I'm gonna do is Champions Number One. Okay. Or as I like number to call one? them, yeah, because you know so they, they reboot, yeah, because they reboot it like all okay. the time. Who's all in it? Uh, the woke Avengers. Everybody, everybody hates. And so, is, uh, is, is the native snowbird or whatever in that? Okay, probably so. not. <laughs> I mean, if it is, I wouldn't recognize them, you know, <laughs> because it, if you think it's a girl snowbird, it's probably a boy snowbird now because they want to switch yeah. it up because they woke now, you know, equal opportunity. So, uh, you know, the usual. Camilla Khan, Miles, is Miles, Miles, Nova, you know, they're all in there. What do we, what do we got? Uh, life will probably, life I guess. Uh, so, yeah, basically what this book is about, you know, it's that uh, a continuation from right before, you know, the world went to shit. Uh, what's Empire? that story? Outlaw? Oh, no. Yeah. Remember, we, we, well, I reviewed it. That book where um, they outlawed the kids. I, I know. I didn't read that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think he did. Anyway, they basically they're doing a a woke teen version, uh, soap opera CW version Civil War. They outlawed the kids superheroes, and they oh, call it okay. Camilla's Law, and they're being hunted down by uh this fake ass Shield organization, but not Shield, called Cradle. You know, uh, basically what's going on right now? Camilla Khan is a fugitive from justice. Everybody hunting her down. Uh, nobody can find her. So she's sending secret messages to the champions telling them what to do. We need to fight. We need to keep going. We need to do all this stuff like that. Uh, meanwhile, just like in Civil War, anytime the superheroes, you know, go try to stop a purse snatching and stuff like that, you know, the police are setting, you know, traps for them and shit like that. So eventually they meet all at the base. Some of the champions just like, you know what, we need to just disband. Uh, there's actually a loophole in there that if you're, uh, if you have a certified mentor, you can still fight crime. But you just can't find fight crime just by yourself, you know. Okay, you got to be a sidekick. You got to be a sidekick. You, you're not allowed to just run around by yourself. You have to be somebody's sidekick, you know. Uh, so one of them I think was uh like a, a immigrant. So he like had to get a a superhero mentor, otherwise going to ship back the country or some shit, you know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, somebody finds out the base. The the, the cradle shield agent would have like that found out the base, and that's when you get uh justice, advanced attribute, whatever. He used to be a new warrior, whatever his name was. He finds the base and they fight and they almost catch him, but they got like a teleporting dude on the team named Pimpoint or something or a girl. I can't. It's kind of hard to make out which pimp, one. Pimp boy? Did you say pimp? No, boy? no. A uh, pinpoint. Pinpoint. Right. I thought it was a girl the whole time, but then they said he need to get us out of here. So I'm confused. I don't know what the fuck going on. So pimp yeah, boy. Pimp boy. I want to read that book. <laughs> pimp. <laughs> okay. So they they make it out of there. They get teleported out. And that's when they realized, so if Cradle found out where we were, then we have a snitch on the team. So who's the snitch? Nobody knows. But they tell us at the end of the book, it's Viv Vision. You know, Vision's robot daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, who we thought was dead. But she's alive telling Cradle uh, the champions every move. Because I guess she don't want them to be a thing. So we continue. So it's whatever. You know what? I'm not too I'm not too hard on this book. I'm the reason I'm not too hard on this book because there is a black woman to write this book, Eve Eve Ewing. She actually wrote the uh Riri Williams solo book, which wasn't bad, but we knew it wasn't gonna make it like past five issues because it's Riri, you know. So this book is just whatever. It's 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 basically 
their version of Civil War. They're just retelling the same story over again. You got these new characters popping up. So, yeah, whatever. Three out of five. Whatever. So, okay. that's all I get. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, me too. So, so yeah, we got, I just, not a lot really, of books this week. Like I, I, I just I didn't read any Marvel this week. That's the thing you say we we'll booked out, but I, after that Batman and the Marauders, I was like, shit, this this took a lot out of me, you know, because <laughs> both of those were like huge, you know. Yeah, I yeah, mean, just like yeah. a lot of pages, you know. Yeah. And then we didn't even bother with uh, Amazing Spider-Man eight fifty. Yeah, I thought about getting that, but I was like, really? Do it was another big giant book. I was like, it's too many. Yeah, I, I, I like, I, I haven't read anything, and like, I was, I thought about jumping back into Miles. I, like I said, it was a light week, and I was just Miles like, had a book out. Yeah, yeah. I was, was like, it? I don't know. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just. And then all it. those other X swords, swords, tennis swords. Yeah, book which out. I'm not, I'm not reading. <laughs> yeah, they get swords. That's you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you're listening this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, listen to other podcasts we have. Like I said, if you want to listen to some some deeper analysis on this Tennessee shit, go listen to this geek comics. They gotta talk about a uh, Snake Eyes book also. Is that um thing we're doing with them this week or next week? We're gonna talk about that. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, I might have a schedule conflict, but we'll 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 figure something out. Um, I, well, I guess we got other podcasts. Okay, Boomer is still a thing. I think. Let's see. Two thousand man read it. I read Spider Man's Cool Arbor Little Underwoman Cliffhanger. Yeah. I'm kind of, I don't know. Spider Man just didn't do it for me these days. I don't know. Maybe if Alan Moore wrote it, maybe I get into him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe if he was a junkie pimp. Maybe he was Pimp Boy. Right. <laughs> That's the Alan Moore book we want, not this show <laughs> shit. They want that. Oh, uh, yeah. And I guess tomorrow is. Spider Pimp. <laughs> and tomorrow is not, well, not tomorrow, but today. Uh, We used to call it Chris Columbus Day, but now we call it Fuck oh, Christopher yeah. Columbus Day. Oh, you know? yeah. Because yeah. you know, whatever. So whoever this podcast is want you all listen. Well, you know, we're gonna end it with that. It's Indigenous Peoples Day. It so is Indigenous Peoples Day. So I should, I should Rambo. Some, I should make some fry bread tomorrow and watch exactly. Rambo. <laughs> we're gonna watch Rambo. We're gonna marathon Rambo tomorrow. <laughs> it's we're claiming we're claiming Rambo now, man. <laughs> right. Dakota Oyate. <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me see. Mexican what? Uh, Mexicano, Guadalupe, Abelita. Wait, Mexicano, that's grandma. Hello. That's grandma. Okay. Well, hello. Not my grandma. I'm just saying that is a grandma. No homo? I don't know what that means. I don't know I don't, what that means. I don't speak Spanish. No homo. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that means either, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. On yeah. that note. All on that note, that, yeah, man. yeah. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli, aka Pimp Boy. <laughs> and fuck Christopher Columbus. <laughs> right in the ear. <laughs>